Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And this is Jake. And you're listening to A Date, a date with, with a Bake. Party week. Party. Rock the boat. Rock the boat, baby. Rock the boat. Don't tip the boat over. So did we like the opening castle number? I thought it was pretty funny. I like Allison's party dress. I was surprised that they have bouncy castles. In England? Why? In England, yeah. I was surprised they got one just for that gag. <laughs> a huge one. Maybe that's the case. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe they're just normals. So this is our first party week. Did What were y'all expecting? This. I don't know what a British party is. I don't either. <laughs> this is what it is. Yeah, I guess you make a lot of food. I don't make a lot of food. It seems to be a lot of work. Like for our parties, I feel like we just go to Costco. Well, no, because sometimes people who like to bake and things like that, they'll they bring in catering or they'll do canapes or whatever. I but I this was exactly what I expected, which was a mix of savory and sweet. Mm-hmm. I knew we were going to get how the technical and signature were split out. I was like, okay, well that's that's going to happen. But I was sort of surprised that one of the items is a kid item that I wasn't expecting for them to go for kid parties. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. I did not see that coming. I thought that I think the challenges have been really good this season, I have to say, and the themes. I hope they don't blow it. We only have a couple weeks left. Please don't blow it. They've been non-offensive, I will say that. Yeah. I won't say they I don't think they've been as exciting. I think we haven't had as many like wow bakes. That's what I think has been happening. We have not been wowed in a couple seasons, I feel like. Is that a baker issue or a bake off issue? That's a baker issue. Or the challenges are too difficult or not giving them enough time or something. So how did Jam and the holograms do in the signature? What is our signature challenge, Kimber? Well, our signature challenge is 12 sausage rolls. I did not even know what a sausage roll was. But they're Paul's favorite. I I know. How many times did he mention? He's made millions of them, Jake. Millions. Has he really made millions? Can someone get a count on that? Because I don't think he knows how many millions is. No, because I think when he's not on Bake Off, he's making sausage rolls. Is how Every it day, all yeah. day. He never stops. He has carpal tunnel. Right into the Lamborghini, straight to the, to the, the kitchen. He has a quota every day of a thousand. And so, because that's the only way he's hitting millions. Yeah. Does he know <laughs> millions is a lot? Is he counting everyone who has watched his tutorials and made them at home? He's counting them as having made his sausage rolls. So we also are getting lots of references to things we had to Google. At first was oops upside your head for me. I did have to Google that. What? Katie is looking at me horrified. What's oops upside your head said oops upside your head? Yeah. Once I heard it, I recognized it. It's from the Gap Band, 1979, which explains it. They also dropped a bomb on you, I think. Baby, they dropped a bomb on... Party jams. Yeah. And then Pass the Parcel is a British, classic British children's game where I believe you wrap a present in like 20 rolls of wrapping and then you pass it around and each kid unwraps one roll and then the one yeah. who finally gets it. I've done this. So I th- it does sound familiar. I just don't think we call it that. Definitely not. We never call things parcels. No. <laughs> which we should because it's delightful. Yeah. And then, oh, I did want to mention, well, Josh, who's on Josh? Who has Josh? I have Josh. 
So one of our listeners said that they just struggle to remember him every week. This time I kept counting. Oh, we have four bakers left Four. we have Maddie. We have Tasha. We have Dan and we have Christy. And then I kept looking and it would show five figures. And I would be like, who is the fifth one? And I had mm. already written down. Josh wants us to remember him this week. So he's wearing a Christmas tree printed shirt. But then I literally kept forgetting him. He was wearing a Christmas tree printed shirt. And pink shorts. It's like one of those t-shirts and it's like a tree with um, ornaments and little birds and very Christmassy. You didn't notice they even commented on it. No, I, I totally didn't. <laughs> Poor Josh. It's okay, Josh, because I absolutely noticed your outfit. Good. And I made notes on it. I'm, I noticed it and then f- swiftly forgot it. Your team captain has you, Josh. He's got you. <laughs> and then also I Googled doing the Agadoo. I googled. In Kate's Corner? Kate's Corner doing the Agadoo? Cake's Corner. I thought she said Kate's, but then Kate. Cake. Cake's Corner. Do I don't I don't know what that means. And but doing the Agadoo is a song and they're dressed as fruit and they're singing about apples and pineapples and bananas. Jake found it. It's from 1984 from by Black Lace. The matching leather pants with the white belt. And then whatever those kind of Hawaiian shirts, I don't know, all of it. I love all of it. The, the fact that those men are in their, clearly in their late 50s. Five stars. But do you <laughs> think- Five stars across the board. Do you think like all the young people in the tent got it? Like did Tasha get it? Or is this, is this famous? Like we, there are songs here, obviously, that are from before we were born that we know because they're famous. So is this... But if the, somebody does the, does the chicken dance at a wedding, you're going to know what's going on. Yeah, you know what that is. Right. So Christy seems as stressed as usual. And I do want to just opine for a sec because people in our comments were saying we were ragging on her. I think she's lovely. I think she is not the type of person that I like when they cast on Bake Off because she never seems to be enjoying herself. She seems very stressed and it triggers something in me that makes me very stressed. And so it's not enjoyable to watch her. She's trying, God bless her, to joke around, but she is so inherently stressed and it is just not that fun to watch and I get it I would probably be the exact same way in the tent but that's why they wouldn't cast me they usually cast people who are having more fun with it I'm sorry if people thought we were ragging Hunter that's not nice and it's also probably not fair because a lot of this is going to be in the edit yeah she's getting a stressful edit she could be getting an edit that's making her not appear as fun as others in the tent and that's not fair so sorry Christy she does make a couple jokes in this episode or tries to, and I was like, she's really trying, but it's just like the smile doesn't reach her eyes because <laughs> she's so internally stressed, and I feel like that's a confidence issue, and I hope that this show gives her more confidence going forward. Someone has beaten her down in life and made her feel like she's not good enough, and I I want her to have the confidence to do better. Aww. She is making sausage rolls, and she is doing what can be very dangerous or very smart. She is doing Paul's sausage rolls, essentially a combination of tutorials she learned from him, which can either go really well because it's like a kiss up, mm-hmm. or it can go really badly if you mess up. I've taught you everything that I know, and you've learned nothing. Exactly. Like if Dan did it, and Dan he loves to be disappointed in, 
it would go badly. Yeah. Um, so she's doing cranberry and sage, and she's struggling with this dreaded soggy bottom. And hers turn out a mm-hmm. little underbaked, but they like the flavor. She's okay. Like I was very worried about her this whole episode, but they're okay. They do like the flavor? Yeah, they did like the flavor. You only have one person. That's it. No, it's literally it. I thought I was like, yeah, I'm done now. Ooh. Done. You have Christy. Okay, what did Bacon Destroy do, Jake? Well, Josh, he wants you to know it's Christmas in July or whatever is happening, right? Is it roughly the summer? Yeah. It's hot, right? So, yeah, he's on this Christmas-ish, uh, this episode. He's making turkey and cranberry Christmas sausage rolls. It's got a lot of stuff in it. There's par- pork, turkey, here's something, Brussels sprouts. He says- Wait, what? It's not Christmas without sprouts. And I was like, are you- Sure, I feel like I've had a lot of Christmases without sprouts, but... Wait, did it really? Brussels sprouts are in there? Yes, that was a critical call out. Oh, wow, so. I missed that. I mean, I love Brussels sprouts. Green Giant, the kind that comes with the butter on them. Oh, you like that kind? I like that kind. I So maybe he, they're like chopped up in his sausage? My, my mom didn't like Brussels sprouts, so I got a complete pass on Brussels sprouts my mm. whole life. I liked them, and I heard other kids wailing about them. So... Josh has got all that stuff going. He's got a layer of cranberry sauce. It's all kind of rolled in. But unfortunately, they're pretty hard on him. Uh, they called it very gappy. So I guess his rough puff didn't quite come together. They hate that gap. Mind the gap. Mind the gap. Uh, so they needed yeah. longer so, and they're kind of dry, but the flavor is good. So maybe the worst performance we've seen from Josh, but the episode is uh, young. Then Tasha made cider in the park. It's uh, pork, apple, uh, a layer of cider, which I don't understand how that would work. And then uh, apricot and applesauce. So I guess it's like mixed in cyber, cider, apricot, and applesauce maybe as a layer. They look good, but they're underbaked. Uh, they yeah. do have great flavor, though. Paul is being so nice to Tasha. His favoritism is it's if if anyone hadn't seen it before... Like, I probably didn't until Katie mentioned it. I I was blown away. My eyes are now open. Yeah. I see it. He calls her Tosh. He says, it's going to taste amazing. You know, when they go around and talk to people, like everyone else, he's like, hmm, I hope it'll taste good. With her, he just says, it's going to taste amazing. Yeah, that was a mentoring right there. And then he says, you're talented enough to get to the finals. You just have to keep doing what you're doing. He basically says, just stay the course and don't mess up too bad. And you're in, girl. You're in. I mean, he he's really. Yeah, he almost winked. There was like an almost a wink at her. Like, I got you, girl. You know, there seemed like there were some pretty interesting things that happened on the Tammy Faye Baker team. Yes. What's going on there? Maddie did maybe the smartest thing of everyone in the tent, uh-huh. which is do a classic flavor. Yeah. Do it really, really well. Add a little bit of complimentary flavor in, like a surprise. So he did, it's the classic one, pork, sage, and onion. Mm -hmm. And then he adds apples. That's smart. That's like kind of like a stuffing, like a turkey stuffing-ish type flavor. And then he added chili. Could have gone horribly wrong if he'd done too much chili, but he gets it just right. I trust him. He's not a, a hot like an overpower, I've noticed. I think he's not. I don't think he likes spicy that much. So I think he's doing it to his own taste, which is smart. And then, and I just wrote, they better be great, Maddie. They better be great. It turns out they were they were good. They were so good that uh, he gets a handshake. I was blown away. Yeah, I was pretty excited for Maddie. We thought he was like, should have gone home. 
I've been pretty hard on him. I've noticed some of the comments on Insta have also pointed out how we are kind of hard on him and he has a big fan base, but No, but I think people also think he has um stayed his time overstayed his time in the tent. I guess that's a good point too. Look at this. This is the comeback kid. Right there. I think we had bakers that we personally really, really liked their personalities. And so I think people have to remember that we're we're people too. Also, we're not experts. Yeah. I really like Nikki and I would have forgiven almost anything. Yeah. You know Aww, what I'm saying? Nikki. Like there's a few people that just really would have loved to see some more from Keith. There's a few people yeah. that you just sort of like naturally off the bat. You vibe with them. And I'm generally mistrusting of sort of slightly handsome guys that like sports. And that's my own personal bias. So sorry, Maddie. That's true. Uh, I am as well. (laughs) This is an entertainment show. This is not a professional baker's show like Top Chef or something. No, this is amateur baking. Amateur baking for entertainment value. And so that's how it is we're watching it. Yeah, apologies, though, if it feels like we're being... I don't think we're being that harsh. I'm sure a lot of the harsher stuff gets edited out. Noel does think that pastry is kind of a weird skill, like when skills are being handed out. That was funny. Is he talking about, like, by God? I think he's talking about the universe. But It sent me down a rabbit hole because I was like, well, it's not that he's that they're good at baking. It's that they're good at, like, looking and interpreting instructions and doing it over and over until they get it right. I was like, that's that's the skill, right? No, there have been many fresh-faced baker on this show who just seem to be touched by the universe. So you you guys think it's I don't believe that for one second. I'm not a I'm not a believer in personal like in like that kind of mysticism. Hold on. Giftedness. You don't think then that people naturally have a green thumb? Yeah, I guess maybe there's something to it. Some people can pick up music so clear, so instantly. Sure, but I've seen bad musicians become good musicians. I've seen it a bunch of times. You can become an expert in it and almost anything if you put the time in. Right. But what do they say? Like a hundred thousand hours? There's like a. Yeah, it's the it's the te- I think the ten thousand hour rule. Maybe but look, if you're born with an ear for music, for example, like Kimberly's talking about, if you're born with an ear for that, why can't you be born with a palate for? Yeah, I guess so. But I just sort of feel like when we mystify it, we put it out of the reach of regular people. I see. So you're either born with it or you're not. Maybe you're born with it. Maybe it's shoe pastry. So (laughs) Noel and Dan also have a conversation that Dan's money is actually on Josh to win. Interesting tidbit there. Yeah, it was good. And I like Dan a lot because Dan's got a real wry sense of humor. You know, he's kidding. And he's like, look, they're your friends but I'm going to crush them. It's just, it's very blatant and he does it with a smile. And I think that Dan is probably pretty competitive, but he's got a great attitude in the tent. Mm -hmm. Very scared this episode because Dan is, I don't, do you guys find Dan delightful? Oh yeah. I would like him to continue to be on the show. Yeah, me too. I was very worried that he was not going to be on the show anymore. Yeah. As was I. Dan is doing dumplings in disguise. He named his signature. I was excited. He's doing dim sum inspired suma. Suma is traditional Chinese dumpling. He's doing pork prawn flavoring with water chestnuts, ginger, garlic, and five spice on the pastry on the outside. Paul's excited about it. Because Paul really, first of all, did you know that Paul's favorite thing is a sausage roll in case you missed it? Oh, no, I didn't hear that. Did you know he's made millions of them? Over 60 million served. (laughs) 
but he doesn't actually like the flavors when they're done, which is a bummer. And Dan, as you can tell, is upset. Prue kind of likes it. Prue thinks it's all right. And the pastry is good. It's just a flavor issue. I don't know what Paul was expecting. I think that you your problem may have come actually on the outside of the pastry. If you've done the whole, if you've done five spice over the whole thing, that might be a finicky issue to taste. So that might taint the whole thing, I guess is what I'm trying to say. If you're doing that on the top of your pastry. And then Dan and Allison have an amazing moment. Allison asked Dan what his favorite party of all time. And, and Dan says when he was in his 20s, he went to Ibiza and he was still recovering to this day <laughs> because it was such an outrageous party. And then now it's more like in bed at 830. Allison does tell him my best party is in my bed and then she hears herself and she looks at the camera and she looks at the camera and sort of smiles and he looks at her and smiles it's a great those two are a good comedy bit absolutely I like Dan and Allison do well together I prefer Allison and Maddie but I hear you she Katie is like they always just make each other giggle we also got no one wants a small sausage you gotta give them a good mouthful I can't wait to munch on a sausage. I can't wait to get involved in Dan's sausage. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was the only one that I thought was genuinely funny. I was like, oh. yeah, I can't wait to get involved in Dan's sausage. <laughs> Everybody wants a piece of Dan's sausage. Um, so I would say top in this challenge is Maddie. Oh my god, when he I was when he said that. Sorry, when he said that about Dan, I was thinking like, I wonder why he chose Dan. Does he think Dan is the sexiest, or do you think it's because Maddie is just too young and that would feel like really creepy talking about Maddie? And then now I'm thinking in my head guess who i forgot josh how old is maddie i don't know he looks like 22 but i don't think he is He's old enough to be a professional though he like has a professional career how old is josh yeah we don't know i mean he's also old enough to be a professional so and biologist so i'm assuming we're talking grad school he is so probably 30s maddie's 28 yeah da okay josh is 27 dan is 42 and then dan is 42 so let's get techie with it what is the tech what's happening in the technical i kind of love this one i might try to find if i one of these that i can get ordered they're only in sold in england but i'm sure there's a knockoff it's a chocolate caterpillar cake which i don't i didn't know what this was i'd never seen this before it's based on colin the caterpillar and it is sold by british retailer marks and spencer and more than 15 million, see, they're doing the millions, Paul. More than 15 million Colin the Caterpillar cakes have been sold since it was introduced in 1990. Completely believable. Okay, so first of all, totally out of my birthday cake zone. Right. I'm sure you could find a cake that looks similar here. I'm sure someone would do it. No, I'm going to go on like one of the services and start clicking around okay so they're making a chocolate caterpillar cake and it's chocolate swiss rolls uh, sponge uh, filled with meringue buttercream and then coated in ganache 16 steps two and a half hours it's a paul challenge mm. um i don't that's know that's a lot for us it's a lot it is a lot well i think if you're counting each articulated feature that you're making what is it they make it in meringue and bake it right the eyes and the antenna yeah. etc yeah. so yeah i could see how that would be 16 steps it was good that was a clever challenge also you think a kid's party cake is going to be it's going to be cake to make real fast nope no it's pretty intensive i felt like they kind of all it was tough it was a tough it was a tough technical i think how did your team do 
how did Tasha, like specifically Tasha and Josh, did they struggle? Well, Tasha doesn't struggle. Josh, this is the first time I think Josh straight up flopped. What got him? Well, in fifth place, we have Dan. It's just a bit of a mess. Yeah. And his, in particular, his sponge is bad. So that this is going to be a critical thing. In fourth place, then we have Josh. So second to last. It's a little messy. Okay. And the cake is dry. So his his bake on the sponge is just totally wrong. And then, and then you know, they throw him a little lovely. So maybe the flavor is okay. He did everything else. I think that's basically it. He did everything else well, but the cake is terrible. And then third place, we have Maddie. It's unusual looking, but it's neat. And it has good filling and lots of buttercream. But then, then his sponge is a little bit dry. Again, it's like I'm saying, everybody sort of struggles with the sponge. Except for Christy, who she, in the middle of her bake, starts over. I'm not sure if it's just she's not happy with how the sponge came out. I think that's the case. I think she cut it wrong. What happened? Oh, did she cut it wrong? I know Dan cut his wrong. Her and Dan cut it wrong. I know Dan did, but I wasn't sure that Christy did. Okay, so she starts over, and it actually kind of works out for her because it's it's kind of over all over the place and it's kind of soft but all the elements are good and i think after tasting three other dry sponges maybe a soft sponge wasn't such a problem for them oh but then in first place is tasha everything about it is good it looks good it's delicious uh all the baking is correct it's great but she got first in the technical last week too yeah, she did. Oh, by the way. She's the only one who got her things set, those pudding things. And I watched back. Why? Because there was some question on Instagram. She took them out of the Bon Marie. She removed the Bon Marie. You're exactly right. She so did. she's the only person who does, that, who does that. And consequently, she's the only one who had them bake right. But I was trying to remember because we had said, oh, she baked a really long time. And I was like, I don't think she did. I had So I went back. Yeah. She took the steam element away, which is the bummer. People I, are mad on Twitter. They're like, right. if everyone fails, is maybe the challenge is a fail. And Paul failed in his challenge. I think it is. I think we all sort of knew that, right? Someone on Instagram said that the rumor is that the producers pick the technicals. And it's not Paul and Prue picking their own. So does anybody know who makes the technicals? When they're sitting at the table, who's making them? They must have a professional baker. Who? Is it some? Is it a former Bake Off contestant? That would be amazing to find out. It's sort of like uh, RuPaul's makeup and wigs are done by f people who were on the show. Oh, really? A long time ago. I would not surprise me if it's somebody from an earlier season of Bake Off that's actually making the technical cakes. That'd be cool. I would never be able to do this challenge unless there was a literal diagram of how to cut that caterpillar, how to cut the cake into the little tiny cuts, the 3D sort of architectural idea of this. I would not be able to look at a flat cake and understand how mm -hmm. to do the, the role correctly. So I'm not surprised that Dan can't do it. Little surprised that Christy couldn't but Christy is so smart to start over. I thought that was the smartest thing Christy did. I was like, yeah, if you have time, start over. Just start, just do it again. Somebody knew exactly how long to cook a sponge. Was it one of your people? It wasn't one of mine. It might have been Tasha. Yeah, I think it might have been Tasha because I feel like she did seem to have at least some familiarity with this cake. And given her age, maybe she's had a couple at birthday parties. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what I think it was? I think she probably makes a really good Swiss roll. We haven't seen them do that yet this season, but maybe that's something that she just perfected before coming to the tent because almost always they have them do a Swiss roll. Oh, wait, they do. 
I think they do a Swiss roll episode one. D- okay, because Christy makes a couple Swiss rolls this episode too, I noticed. So Christy's good too. Okay, there we go. So maybe it's just you know how to do that and you're and you're good. Also, Maddie's caterpillar face looks like it's been on a 10-day bender. Because it's partying, bro. Why does he give it bloodshot eyes? It looks like um Jigsaw to me. It looks the killer from Saw. And then Tasha's doing Noel, which is hysterical, and is like, straight up, I did not do him justice. I think you did. I think it was great. How big do I make your pupils? Huge. That's <laughs> great. I loved that. Huge. How big are the sideburns? Huge. How big are your pupils? Huge. Someone has given him a stuffed squirrel, and he's just having so much fun with it. Right. And then, um, did you notice Christy borrows Dan's crumbs? That was really cute. Dan did help Christy. Is that allowed? I don't know. Well, I guess they don't eat the crumbs then. And they're just for decoration because Allison gives like a shocked look to Noel and points. And I was like, is something illegal happening? But the music did not convey that something illegal was happening. Because one of the things on the technical is you are not to converse with your remember, you're not really supposed to talk about how to do this as a team. So helping on probably showstopper and signature a little bit. okay, but not the technical. But I think it's okay. She just needed some crumbs. It was decoration, right? It's fine. I got to look on Twitter and see if people are upset. Yeah. Allison made me laugh out loud in this part when she messes up with Tasha. Oh, that was so funny. you know what I'm talking about, Jake? With the semifinal. Right. She calls it the semifinal. That was so funny. And she was like getting ahead of herself. And it was really funny. Tasha's like, oh. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, how do you feel about winning? It was this whole, she just keeps going with the bit. And there was something about it that I just thought was. Because also her interpreter, her sign language um, interpreter was also being like, what did she just say? Did she say semifinals? It's not that big of a mess up, but it, it's more like that Allison doesn't know where they are in the competition. <laughs> she's new. I think she's like, Whoops. well, I get really confused when it's like 10 episodes. So it's like one episode is the quarterfinals. And so I get what the confused. next one will be the semifinals and then the final episode will be the finals. So it's just all like doesn't quarter to you imply four quarter to me implies there's a quarter of the way through or like there's four left but it that's not what it means there's four people which feels like the quarterfinal yeah. but it's not who's never been to finals all three of us <laughs> we do a lot of sports <laughs> yeah because i think maybe we would know what a quarterfinal was if we ever competed in something i only know the quarter quell and i think that's from hunger yeah. games and i don't remember what it's in relation to that is for every 25 years. Katie, can you tell me about the showstopper, please? This was called the Anything But Beige Buffet. Did they lead with that? Because I feel like I keep I, that became more clear. They led with it. Led with it. Okay, I, must, I missed it. Okay. They led with it. I had to go back and hear it again because same. They're making colorful and highly decorative display with a mixture of sweet and savory party bakes. Four and a half hours. Basically make a party platter. Dan is doing my favorite, which is a prehistoric party poopers platter. Great. He does the dinosaur theme, which I'm all about. It was savory chicken curry dino feet, ankylosaurus tea cakes. He's doing lemon shortbread fossils, white chocolate dino eggs, and then something that they didn't tell us what it was. It's fine. I'm not worried about it. There are six elements, which is great. He seems really excited about it, which is half the battle, I feel like. And he's in trouble. Because he was last in the technical and he was, I would say, arguably, maybe the worst. No, the worst to Paul of the signature. His pastry was good. Paul did not like the flavors, but Prue did. 
but it feels like Paul overrides Prue a lot. So I'm not, I'm nervous about Dan going into this, but I got very excited about the dinosaur stuff. It's pretty cute. His judging goes, okay. Some of it's very clever. Like they really like the dinosaur eggs, the white chocolate eggs, which I also thought looked great. They look kind of like a Cadbury egg. The lemon biscuits, they do call out that they're beige right away. I was like, they says anything but, and everybody shows up with some beige on. Or they tried to use their backdrop, that it, the made part, you know, the hand, like the, this, the display. It should be the bakes that are really colorful. Uh-huh. Right. I think Maddie did a pretty good job, but. But they also have an extent, like, I colored this with spinach. Oh, I'm using this other element that's very colorful, and it just didn't cut. Basically, Prue thinks that maybe four elements, all of his things would have been perfect instead of six decent items. So I was very concerned after the judging of Dan's. That's not a great response. I was worried too. They couldn't say exactly what was wrong. So that was a little bit annoying. Okay, so you just kind of don't like it. That's where we are. You just, it's okay. I don't know. It, it rubbed me the wrong way. And then Maddie does a sports buffet. He's doing creme brulee donuts, tennis ball macaroons. Cupcake golf course. I didn't get that. I think they just had a green top. It's fine. <laughs> cricket ball pies. So pies in the shape of a cricket, cricket ball. His biggest thing here is that he's never used a deep fryer, and I was shocked. And why is this go to a donut? I think I, as a donut eater, might struggle making a donut. They're hard to make. Donuts are hard. They've done it before. They've done it on Bake Off. And he he tries, but they're they're raw inside because his oil is too hot. He just didn't. Did you not practice with the deep fryer, Maddie? Why did you think you could just come in and make a donut? <laughs> this is why we're hired at you, Maddie. This is why you have <laughs> imposter syndrome, Maddie. <laughs> is that called hubris? What's that called when you think like? Yeah, it's called, kind of called blowing it. <laughs> he has a mix between hubris and imposter syndrome, which we all do. Like I definitely do. It's relatable, okay. but come on, man. You make a donuts, do a test donut. That's all. It's, it's that simple. I had so many problems with the sports thing. I was literally looking at his basketballs going, why is the lacing, the piping black? There's no basketballs, girl. Who did basketball? Yeah, he did basketballs. No he, no, he certainly did not. He did cricket balls. Those aren't basketballs. 100% cricket ball donuts. No, not the donuts. He did not do basketball. Maybe it was the donuts. Creme brulee don't. Oh, maybe the creme brulee donuts are basketball. Yeah, I think the the donuts are supposed to be basketballs. Are the donuts supposed to? I'm so sorry. Are you sure they're not a football? Well, no, because the football <laughs> piping. Well, soccer. It, he would do soccer. Do you mean an American football that they would have no frame of reference? No, for? because I was looking at those, going, "Why is the piping black? The piping on basketballs is white." And I literally Googled it, and it's black. Like I'm an idiot. Like, it can be both. I've seen it both. You've seen piping with white. I've seen white stitching on a basketball. You're saying like the. I thought I had two, but then when I Googled it, no, I bet it's a cool guy thing where it used to be white and they're like no 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 make it black now okay then i don't feel so dumb because and then he did he do tennis balls or did the other sports guy do tennis? he did tennis balls tennis ball macarons he was making them green yeah tennis balls are green they're not they're yellow but they're mm. like a yellow green i googled it mm. and every like five years the debate comes up like the dress the black and gold blue and gold dress sure some it depends on yanny laurel yeah exactly it's the way a person perceives color is based on the light reflection on the tennis ball and it's the way your brain translates wavelengths into colors 
So like I see it totally as yellow. Now I'm uh, through the looking hmm. glass because I think maybe basketballs have always had black stitching. I'm, really? I'm looking at a, a comic book ad from 1978 that I was like, I know for sure it had white stitching in it. And I'm looking at it, it has black stitching. So maybe we're wrong. These just say creme brulee donuts. There's no name on the donuts. I thought I heard basketball. But yes, they are supposed they're clearly basketballs because it's black lines on an orange ball. That's where we are. A sports ball donut. Moving on. <laughs> he made a donut and the donut was bad. That's all I know. Um, they taste like creme brulee, but the end. And so then his macaroons are a bit uneven. Like they're finding fault. It's mm-hmm. not like he had perfect bakes, which is why what happens this episode is real weird. He's got his cricket ball pies and his cupcakes are both lovely. Although I did notice that there's a gap yeah. in his pies. I don't know if anybody saw that. But when they cut it open, there's mm. clearly a gap between mm. the filling and the top. Hmm, interesting that that's not mentioned in the edit. It's fine. And then textures are a bit off on a few of his four bakes. But still, overall, they thought pretty good. I know. I'm sorry. I'm a little grumpy on this because when I looked at Tasha's, for example, when I uh-huh. looked at her little piggies, I was like, well, she's going to win. Yeah, those piggies were amazing. Because the piggies alone. Yeah. Jake, you don't think so? I was going to save my comments for the section, but yes. It's your turn. Let's go. I gave my comments. Yeah, absolutely. They were amazing. Her piggies were amazing, and it was a total flex. She could have made nothing else because she's like, oh, is bread the hardest? Here's the hardest bread you've ever seen made in in like one section of my thing. They looked like pigs. It was so cute. They look like cute pigs, Mm -hmm. too, like little piglets. So, yeah, she made birthdays on the farm. They have the aforementioned bread pigs. It's uh, Zatar and sumac milk bread pigs. Then she made some uh, like shoe bun lambs. They were white chocolate, I think. And they had... What was the flavor on those? No, they were they were just shoe bun, and then they were filled with blackberry creme diplomat. And then she made some Viennese wagon wheels, raspberry and pistachio. They looked pretty bad, quite frankly, and they don't like them. They don't like them. Really? It's weird. They don't like her bakes half as much as they should. Here's the thing. The wheels are underbaked, but the flavor's good. The shoe bu- buns, they just say they're underwhelming and just move on, but then they lose their mind about the, the pigs. That's how it breaks down. She made three elements. They only cared about one, but they really cared about it. I, kind of frustrating, but I, I saw it coming. I was like, I see exactly what's happening here. She made an amazing bread item. Everybody knows it's hard to do that. It's not going to matter the other things she made. If she was in the bottom, though, it would have saved her. If she was in danger of going home this week, they, you couldn't send someone home that made bread piggies. Those bread piggies were very beige also. They were pink. They could have been brighter. They're real cute. And she made them all smiley. They're like, me. Okay. Yeah, I loved them. I loved everything about that. What did Jam and the Holograms do? Yeah. So Josh, it's his time. I see. Oh, my God. I just did it to Josh. I'm so sorry. Josh, I got you, man. I got you. You got got the right team. So he made It's Christmas Buffet. And it's uh, white chocolate and coconut snowman macaroons, uh, chocolate shoe bun pudding, puddings, puds. I wrote puds. You know, I wrote puds. Then uh, a Quran wreath, which had cheese, spinach and pesto in there. I don't know. They loved every part of it. They said it was neat as a pin. The Qurans are even and delicious. The shoe bun puddings are delicious. Even the snowmen were great. I don't know. It's a total triumph. 
it was shocking how good it was, Perfection. which is why yes. it's shocking that he's not somehow Starbaker. That everyone forgot about him. Everyone, that they left him. Wow. They left him home alone this Christmas. He can get up to all kinds of hijinks. But why is it called It's Christmas? That is the most boring title. Oh my God. It's not called It's Christmas. It's called It's Katie took off her headphones. That is the most boring. I can't, Josh. Well. It's Christmas. It's almost as bad as Maddie's sports. <laughs> no, it's a sports buffet. It's also pretty terrible. We couldn't do playing the field. or I mean, there's nothing There's nothing else. You, sports buffet. Just call it sports buffet. They're not being judged for their naming skills. Is there like a course or something you can take that's just called creativity? <laughs> and it's just you go, you learn about like wordplay or something where, you know what I'm saying? You're half an hour once a week for six yeah. for six months. I might suggest it might take more than a half an hour to to tap into your creativity if you... No, and I we're, give, we're giving them a hard time. We're not being harsh on them. But you have to admit out there in the comments land that Sports Buffet and <laughs> It's Christmas, bad, but... What is Christie's called? I think it's just called Willy Wonka's, no, Marvelous Sweet Factory Buffet. There we go, Christy. Yeah, I think they could not use the Willy Wonka name. <laughs> I would have also, uh, alternately, I had one Willy Wonky. Oh, Willy Wonky. Yeah, because it was. But I would have just gone with it, yeah. too, as a knockoff name, you know. It's a bunch of Willy Wonka things. It's her favorite childhood film, which is another reason why we are just not meant to be on the same. I feel like that explains so, so, so much. I hate that movie. It's terrified me since I was a child. I love that. I love it too, and I like the terror. Yeah, Christy would have been yeah. better off. Well, she was on your team, Katie, and you didn't appreciate her. So she's on my team, and I don't appreciate her, and it's very sad. She di She really tries to make these sweet... Things like candy canes and stuff. It's very beige. She has a tiny bit of color. Still very beige. They're lit I'm looking at a photo right now. They're literally just beige with a tiny bit of red on them. It looks rough and ready. Tastes good, but not baked enough. They like one of the elements, the spicy ones. The lemon meringue looks uneven, and she tries to make a joke. She's really trying. It doesn't really land, but she tried. So hers is just kind of okay. And she's the only one on my team. Yeah. This was confusing. Who did you guys think was about to go home right now? Yeah, Dan. But then I thought, I honestly, I'm not trying to build myself up here, but I was like, I think Dan stays because he gives more. I was like, I think Christy's got to go finally because she's like the least spicy on camera. Dan gives a lot. Dan gives the most of anyone in there right now. Constantly doing yep. bits with everybody. Dan and Tasha. You can't get rid yeah. of either of them. Mm -hmm. You can't get rid of Dan yeah. or Tasha. They're the two that have the most comebacks and like. Yeah. Maddie too. I think a lot of people probably would put Maddie in there. Of course, Josh is always yucking it up and fooling around and doing, getting into crazy <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> All right. No, he's not. He's reserved. Head down. Eyes on the prize. I get it. Yeah. I think Dan deserved to go home this episode, even though I love Dan. Dan absolutely deserved to go home. But I thought that they were going to send Christy. Mm. Yeah, because I think that's why he makes six things, because he's blazing of glory type, you know, move, right? Right, right. But that only works if you do them all well. Josh made three things. He could have made half of as much stuff. He could have, Dad could have literally cut yeah. his bacon half and focused on that and been on the same level as everyone. He could have cut it the day before. 
He could have taken his three best things the night before and been like, you know what? I had a rough day. I was bad at the technical. Paul did not like my flavor on the signature. I need to cut this down. Sorry, Kimber, who is Star Baker? Uh, Star Baker is Maddie. Shocking. Yep. How? Someone explain that to me. I don't know, man. Because he got that handshake. No, that's right. That's totally fair. He made the best version of Paul's favorite thing, and no one else really came close to to even doing it right. How did Josh do in the signature, his sausage roll? I thought Josh did okay. They had notes. It was gappy. It was kind of dry. The flavor was good, but that felt like an afterthought. They're like, oh, good flavor, though. He struggled in both the signature and the technical. But he didn't struggle the showstopper. Yeah. A plus on showstopper. Maddie was a solid C on the showstopper. It wasn't that good. You could tell that they were cutting around judges' comments. You think they give Star Baker to a C showstopper? Really? I thought maybe it might be like a B. I do. I do. I think he won because of the signature, which is weird. But it shows how much power Paul gets because Paul like could not get over the sausage roll with the apple in it. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I know, Paul. Guess what? Apple sausage. Hold on. Apple sausage. Am I blowing your mind, dude? <laughs> I just didn't understand. And I do not think that Christy in any way, shape or form deserved the Manhattan slap in the face that she got. No, it was Dan's week. No. It was Dan's week. It was Dan's time to go. Which leaves Jam and the Holograms with zero bakers until now, because now Kimberly gets her favorite. No, I think I get no one. I think I, I'm still going to participate in the podcast. You get Maddie. I would love to give you Maddie. Okay, I'll take. I would love to take Maddie. Do you want Woo-hoo. Tasha? I would love Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? You can choose. Do you? Are you giving up Tasha, Jake? Yeah, Kimber's choice. Really? You can choose. You're gonna ride or die for Josh, and you're gonna win this whole thing. And I'm gonna be really upset. Uh, or I'm gonna lose. Or you're gonna lose. Okay, so Kimber, you can pick. You can have Tasha. I gotta go, Tasha. It is decided. I mean, I love Maddie's personality, but I think this week was a fluke. Would you like Tasha and Maddie? Katie can't get rid of Maddie. <laughs> nope. It's fine. I'm gonna. I'm trying to support him in his sports. I love Maddie's personality. Like I want to hang out with him. I think he's so funny, and he and Allison just make me laugh so much together. But I gotta ride or die for Tasha because she's the one I've wanted since our very first episode. All right. Well, let's let's make it interesting because I think Tasha has a good chance, but I think Josh has a good chance. If Dan goes back to the way he was at the beginning of this season, right. he can win. He got two star bakers in a row at the beginning of the season. I know. I think we're down to it's going to be Dan or Maddie next you week think? going home. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do. Or they're going to have a five-person finale, and I don't think that's going to happen. Well, then it's the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then it's the end. So it's going to be one of mine next week, I think. But yeah. It looks like it's more and more it's going to be Dan unless he just kills it next week because Maddie just got Star Baker this week, which I feel like is a bit of a setup. And I'm a little bit grumpy also about that. That does feel a little bit like an immunity card, an unspoken immunity card. No, they just had the conversation at judging. Allison brought up the curse of the Star Baker. Mm -hmm. Maybe they brought that up and they included that in the edit because they're setting up Maddie to go home next week. What's the theme, Kimber? Do you know? Patisserie. Oh no! Dun dun dun! Okay, I Dan might stay. You think? I think Dan could be yes. good at patisserie. He might have some secret patisserie skills. Dan's pastry on his sausage roll was pastries. good. Fiddly French yeah. pastry. Yeah, it's like Napoleon's and stuff. 
patisserie is going to be interesting. So yeah, I don't know if Maddie's going to do well. We're going to find out. Yeah, like I say, he better have some secret patisserie skills under that hat. This is going to be interesting for Tasha, too, because Tasha's very good at bread, and sometimes the two don't mix. Mm, oh. They're two Point. very different kinds of things, right? Darn, I picked oh, yeah. her to do really well in, my, in the fantasy league. Okay, then we'll see. I thought bread was similar to, like, there's pastry in it. So I was like, bread, pastry, it's the same thing. Tasha might win this whole thing. I really hope Tasha wins. I would like Tasha to win. She's our last woman standing, too. Yep. Is a strange dynamic this year. Yeah. It is. I would really like Saku to return. Can we do that? <laughs> Saku and Nikki. Let's give Abby another chance. Bring Abby back. Rowan liked some Ooh. of our comments, and I got really excited. Uh, that was pretty cool. Rowan liked some of our comments? Well, we loved him. I hope he did. We like everyone in the tent. I'm sorry, Maddie. I really like you. Um... I have a past and I'm suspicious. You sound very nice. Um, but I was very excited that he called his girlfriend and she screamed. I thought that was that was cute. She totally thought he was going home. She thought he was going to go home. Yeah, I know. Because it was such a shock, a swing of emotions when she heard Star Baker. Pretty good fake out. And then also, Paul says, lucky to Dan. And I love that. He really needs to bring it. If his signature goes bad, I'm just throwing my hands up. What can you do? I think we're going to be able to get a really good feel in the first challenge for who's about to go home. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I always feel like sometimes they can save it with a really crazy showstopper. But I do think like... They can. It's definitely like indicative of the yips. Like if you're not in the right headspace. Dan did not have a good showstopper though. Yeah, Dan did not this week. He did fine, but it wasn't amazing to save him from last technical and bad signature, but only bad to Paul. That's what was irritating. It's like this whole thing basically might as well have been sausage roll week. Seriously. The best sausage roll is going to win and the worst, you know, whatever to Paul's taste. It's annoying how much Paul's opinion counts more than Prue's. It's very annoying how that always happens. I don't know if that was the same with Mary Berry. I don't remember. He always felt like he was like the stallion in this tent and his opinion counted more. But she held a lot more gravitas because she was Mary Berry. And now he's the only one that returned out of the four of them. So Correct. He's automatically at a higher level than Prue. But I think there's some gender politics going on as well. Okay, who's going to win it, Kimber? It might, I think it might be Josh. I still think Josh. I mean, I'm literally all in for Josh at this point. Okay, I think Tasha. I really wish it was someone on my team. Let's do this. On your mark. Get set. A, a date, date for the bank. <laughs> 